Love it. Ryan and Janie, thank you for leading us this morning. Family, thank you for being here. We call these family services because uh, we're all in here together. Babies, everybody. And uh, there's a sweetness there's a sweetness to this. And we'll, you'll see it in our passage today when we talks about uh, fellowship or this word koinonia, family. We, we share something in common because of, because of Christmas, because of a manger, because of a cross, because of an empty tomb because of a Savior born on this day. You know, Christmas is not going to fall on the Lord's Day uh, for another 11 years. Isn't that something? 11 more years. So this is, I think it's a special day. Thank you for being here and uh, celebrating um, what Christ has done for us uh, in this way. It's, it is sweet. I, I, even last night at our uh, candlelight service, uh, a little child, a little baby, a distraction at all. I was just thinking, we didn't sing it this morning. You saw it in your worship guide. We sang it last night, a way in a manger. There's that little phrase, um, no crying. He, I'm like, no, he was fully man, fully a baby. He did cry. Jesus did cry. And it was like, hey, there's, there was in that manger crying um, that, that night. And so kids make some noise. Um, we're, we're family here. It's, it's all good. Well, this morning does conclude our uh, sermon series. We've entitled it The Gift. Um, it's been neat, the, the beautiful gifts out there, kind of a reminder of what we're focusing on the, this morning. Not, not presents that we give to one another, but the greatest gift that's ever been given. God sending his son, giving us the gift of a savior. The first Sunday of December, we saw that this gift had been, been prepared long ago. The prophetic writers of the Old Testament described in perfect detail the coming of Jesus. God was preparing that gift. Second week of December, we saw that, that he did give the gift. It was a gift given when the fullness of time had come. God gave. He sent us his son to set us free from, from sin's prison and to adopt us into a family, as the scripture says, as, as sons. Last week, we saw that the gift must be received, must be believed in and acted upon. And to all who receive Jesus, the scripture says, who believe in his name, God gives the right to become children of God. All this language of children and adoption and family. And again, we're going to see that highlighted in our text today. This morning, we want you to see that this gift is something not to be kept to ourselves, but it is a gift to be shared, the gift shared. So if you have your Bibles with you this morning, let's ask you to turn to the book of 1 John. 1 John, it's one of the last, I think it's the fifth to last book in the Bible, way off into the back of your Bible, 1 John. And we're going to look at chapter 1, just a few verses there. If you're using one of the black Bibles provided there in the pew rack, you can find it on page 1021. 1 John chapter 1. Now, John, he was the apostle of Jesus, also known as the beloved. You see him very close. Probably of all the disciples, he was the closest to Jesus. He was a fisherman, his brother James. John wrote the, the fourth gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He wrote these three letters, and he also wrote the book of Revelation. John, because of his 
love for Jesus and desire to share the message of Jesus ended up exiled on the, on the island of Patmos. A little background on John, our author. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life. The life was made manifest, and we've seen it, and we testify to it and proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and was made manifest to us. That which we have seen and heard, we proclaim also to you, so that you too may have fellowship, koinonia, with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. And we are writing these things so that our joy may be made complete. You know, there at the end of verse 1, Jesus is describing. Jesus is the word. He's the message of hope and good news. He's the main character and storyline of of redemption that runs from the first word in Genesis all the way to the last word in Revelation. But he's not just the word, the message. He's the word of life. Jesus came, the scripture says, that we might have life and have it abundantly, John 10.10. It is through Jesus that we are born anew, that we are transformed into, into new life. We become new creations. Well, the, Jesus, the message of life, I want you to see first that it has been revealed. He's been revealed to us, made manifest John and the other disciples, they witnessed this revealed message, this revealed Jesus. Passage says that they had been with him from the beginning, from the beginning of his ministry. He called them and they they were with Jesus. They had heard the message. They were eyewitnesses of his ministry. They encountered him firsthand. And the scripture says they he says, we even touched him with our with our hands. We were there with him. Jesus was made manifest. He was born in Bethlehem. He walked among us. Jesus, eternally existing with the Father from before time began, Jesus the Father, the Holy Spirit. And then Jesus left heaven to dwell among us. The Word, the Word, the message the gospel became flesh and dwelt among us. He is the fulfillment of God's saving plan to rescue sinners from darkness and death and to bring us into light and life. What an incredible, incredible gift. Just think about these disciples. They, they got to walk with Jesus, the same paths with Jesus, having conversations with him. They had meals with him. They, they watched him perform miracles and preach with spirit-filled authority. They were with him there on the Sermon on the Mount when he preached that. They were with him when they laid down at night. 
telling ghost stories to one another. I don't know. Maybe not. Now, friends, we may not have had the opportunity to encounter Jesus face to face just like those disciples did. But this incredible gift, this message of life, friends, he has been revealed to you and me. He has been revealed to us. Jesus, the word of life, is made manifest right here in these pages, right here in the Bible. Through the inspired, God-breathed book, we, we get to walk with Jesus. We get to see his miracles. We get to hear his sermons and parables. The word of life, it teaches us, it convicts us, it it confronts us, it corrects us, it equips us in righteousness. These are God's words. These are His words. Through the message of life, we're set free from the bondage of, of sin and are brought into a family, you know, brought into the family of God as His children. Sweet last night, our family exchanged gifts. It was really a sweet time, a very special time. There's a, just a lot of joy, incredible joy in sharing with, with others and blessing them with gifts. We just enjoy seeing people light up and just that, oh, yeah, yeah, he was, you know what I'm talking about? I don't even know how to explain it. Just the, the, the giving of gifts and receiving, there is a sweetness to that. Yet the gift of God is to infinity and beyond bigger than any gift that we could give here on this earth. It's the gift that transforms our lives. It makes sinners into saints. It makes orphans into adopted children. It makes paupers into heirs of the king of kings. The word of life gives spiritual life, eternal life. Jesus is the message of life that's been revealed. Jesus is the message of life revealed and that message is, is all about a savior you know our story the good news was preceded by some bad news there in the garden sin entered the world by one disobedient act and that sin act infused their lives. It was passed to their children and on down through the generations to you and me. It's in our blood. It's in our nature. We, we sin because we're sinners at the, in our core. And that sin has consequences. It separates us from God and it carries with it a, a penalty, not just of separation, but of, of consequences. God's wrath against sin forever upon our shoulders. And we had no way to escape it. It was a curse laid upon us. That we needed a transfusion. We need some kind of external act to help us, to set us free. That's what Christmas is about. God in his great love, he demonstrated his love and that while we were sinners, he gave us his son, Jesus. Jesus came, was born in a manger, he lived a perfect life without sin. He went to a cross and there he bore upon himself. He became sin who knew no sin so that we who are sin might become the righteousness of God. We might be pure and holy in God's sight. It's that great exchange. 
And for all who would turn from sin and trust in Jesus, that Savior, that King, that Redeemer, He gives the gift of eternal life, that greatest gift of all. So friend, if you're if you haven't received that gift, if you haven't taken hold of that gift, last week we talked about it. Uh, we, you guys got a gift, that gift card. And you're like, all right, do you believe it was a, I think it was a $40 gift card to tech, what was it? it was a Texas Roadhouse. And you look at that card, it's like, all right, it says it on there and it looks genuine. It's like, hey, but then you got to do something with it. You got to act upon it, Right. Same thing with, with God. We have the gift. You have to receive the gift, believe it, act upon it. That acting is turning to Jesus, turning from sin, trusting in him. If you haven't done that, I'd love to visit with you more. I'd love to visit. If you're listening online, I'd love to. You can make a comment in there. Reach out to me. I'd love to have that conversation about what it means to know the, the manifest Jesus, the message of life revealed so Jesus the message of life is revealed but this gift is not meant to be wrapped back up and stored away it's not like our Christmas decorations they'll be packed up and be put away for another year this gift is meant to be it's meant to be shared the message of life shared at the end of verse 2 John says that they testified they bore witness and they proclaimed the message of eternal life. They bore a positive witness, is really what that means, and, and they shared the message of hope with others. Reminds me of that Christmas carol. And I can't, and we have some kids in here. Maybe y'all could help me. There's this little chorus. It goes like this. Go tell it on the mountain. Can y'all hear you? Over the hills and everywhere, go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Then there's a verse that says, while shepherds kept their watching or silent flocks by night, behold, throughout the heavens there shone a holy night. Go tell it on the mountains. Over the hills and everywhere, go tell it on the mountains that Jesus Christ is born. The story goes on. The shepherds feared and trembled when low above the earth rang out the angel chorus that hailed our Savior's birth. And then down in a lowly manger, our humble Christ was born. And brought us all salvation that blessed Christmas morn. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Yeah, this gift, this word of life, it's to be shared. We're to, to share this gift, to Make the message known. It's truly the gift that should keep on giving. Jesus tells us in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, He says, you'll be my witnesses. I'm going to give you power. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You're going to go and you'll share. I'm going to empower you with my spirit. You're going to go out and share locally and 
regionally and globally to take the message. First Peter chapter 2, starting in verse 9, he tells us the reason, the reason why we share. You're a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. God did all of this. Why? That you may proclaim the excellencies who have called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you're, you're God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. This gift, friends, it has so radically changed our lives. How can we not share? How, how can we not go tell it on the mountain, over Barber's Hill and everywhere? Right? <laughs> As a church, we've made it our mission to connect people to Christ, community, and cause. And that cause part is all about sharing the message of Jesus. He's given us. We're a, we're a family. We have this incredible message of life, this word of life. It's been revealed. He's been revealed to us. We can't keep it inside these walls. We have to go and share it. Romans 10 says, how then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? How, how are they to believe in him, Jesus, of whom they've never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching or sharing? And how are they to preach unless they're sent out, unless they go out? As it's written, how beautiful are the feet of those who who preach good news. Oh, this coming year, I want us to go out into our neighborhoods, into our households, into our workplaces, into our schools, into every place where the message of life needs to be heard. We want to share the gift, share this message of hope and life. We're going to continue to, to petition God to do far more abundantly beyond all that we could ask or think according to the power that's at work in us for his glory, for the glory of Christ and his church. How are we going to do that? Well, we're going to pray. We're going to keep praying. Oh, God, equip us, help us, burden us, give us a zeal, give us a boldness. Help us not to be ashamed of the gospel, but to go and to, to share it boldly. I'm going to keep asking you, who's your one? Think about that person. Who is your one? Who is that neighbor? Who is that coworker? Who is that student at your school? Who is that, that friend that you know? Ah, they need to know Jesus. And just keep them on your heart and pray and ask God, oh, give me an opportunity. Give me, give me the words. Create, do, do a work in their life. Be preparing their hearts, stirring their hearts for the message. And then share your story. Share your story. I'm excited later in the spring we're going to have a time we're going to equip our church. A very simple evangelistic tool. Very simple. These three circles. We'll, we'll put it out here. We're going to teach everybody how to do it. But you all have a story. You've all seen and experienced. Jesus has been revealed to you. Your life has been changed. And you don't have to have this big fancy testimony. Just share a little bit about what Jesus has done. And what it means to bring him into, to ask him into your life and to, as king and lord. And that's another thing you can do. Just invite, 
invite your friends to church. I was sharing with uh, Jeremy this morning, just, you know, the, you know, we, I love this. I love it when folks bring folks to church. And it's like, hey, here's one of my friends at, at work. Here's, a, here's one of our neighbors. I love that. I love here, like that's holidays. You're inviting, here you are with your family. Man, thank you for being here. Why do we do these things? Why do we, why do we share? Why is the message to be shared? Well, our passage tells us. tells us the purpose behind it. There in verse 3. So that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. We share the message of life with purpose so that others may also experience what it's like to belong to a spiritual family. To fellowship with one another. Over the past couple of weeks, we've talked about this incredible outworking of, of, the, of God's gift to us. Galatians 4. When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law. So that, with this purpose, that we might receive adoption as sons. We might become a part of His family. Jesus came not just to save us, of our sins, but to give us a family through redemption and through adoption. We have a special fellowship with one another. We, we're now united together. Friends, this is so significant. We're not just Christians. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. We share that together. And it cannot be taken away. And it's something that we will experience forever. You know, I'm grateful to have my mom uh, with me this Christmas. We're, it's a little different Christmas. My dad is not with us. Um, you know, he went to be with the Lord this year. Um, but the sweet thing about the message of Christmas is... That he's, he wasn't just my dad. He's my brother in Christ. And, and we will gather around that throne one day. And we will be worshiping together as brothers and sisters. As sons and daughters together of, the, of God our Father. Worshiping Him. That's the hope of Christmas. That's what it's all about. Oh, see what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we would be called the children of God, and so we are. That we would be called the children of God. This is the purpose for which the gift of Jesus has been given. That we and all who receive the gift will become a member of that great multitude that will one day gather around that throne. I mean, just imagine what that day is going to be like. Millions upon millions upon millions of believers throughout the ages. From the beginning of time, Adam and Eve and their kids, Moses. I mean, all the way up, the great saints of the past to, to today. And we'll gather around that. That, that throne every tongue and tribe and will worship the Lamb, the one who came 
wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, who walked among us, who dwelt among us, who went to a cross on our behalf. And as we trusted him, he brought us into relationship again with God as sons, daughters. Our author writes about this in the book of Revelation. I think he was picturing this family, and now it's a multitude. Revelation chapter 7 says it this way. After this, I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number. From every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes there's this unity their family it's like matching pajamas here we all are right we're all here we're family we're all together around the throne and they're crying out with one loud unified voice they're singing their praise to god waving palm branches in their hands celebrating the one who's who, who came to give life celebrating this message of life the word of life. And they cry out, salvation belongs to God who sits on the throne and to the lamb. Worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive blessing and honor. All of those wonderful words of praise. The hymn says it all. Sing choirs of angels. Sing in exaltation. Sing, all you citizens. Sing, all you family members of heaven above. Glory to God. All glory in the highest. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Christ the Lord. Why? For He alone is worthy. For He alone is worthy. For He alone is worthy. Christ the Lord. Let's pray. Oh, Father, what an incredible gift! A gift that you prepared, you wrapped, you, you set it in motion, really even before time began. And then through your prophets, you talked about it. You talked about its place. You talked about people, the shepherds coming, the kings coming, bringing gifts. You, 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 and every one of those prophetic things that, points, that pointed to Jesus' birth, they came perfectly fulfilled. Because you, your preparation is always, you're, they're like promises. And God, your promises are always yes. And when that fullness of time had come, when it was the right moment, Jesus, who eternally existed with you, God, he came. Your son came and he dwelt among us. The word, the message, the gospel of life came to us. He walked among us. And he went to a cross so that we might receive the gift of eternal life. Oh God, you are worthy. Salvation belongs to our God. 
to you who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be honor and glory and blessing and power, wisdom, and praise for, for now, for tomorrow, for all this next coming year and the years to come into eternity. For you alone are worthy. We bless you this Christmas. Thank you for the gift. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand together.